presence of the Lord right now. Your presence, Lord. Feel His presence. Your presence, Lord. Just sit there and feel His presence. In your presence, Lord. There's nothing more than ever comes close. Nothing can compare in your living home. In your presence, Lord, feel His presence.
Feel the presence of it. Feel the atmosphere of God. Yeah, great song. Feel this presence, feel this glory, feel the atmosphere. You at home, just feel it, you can feel it. Okay, we're gonna close this set, this worship set, with a fun song called Glorious. It's a glorious day to worship, right? It's a glorious day, amen, amen? All right, perfect, let's do it. That's right. And get it set up. And we're gonna we're gonna be glorious to God in this next song. Sing along with me if you're home. If you're at home, I want you to sing as loud as you can. At home, you can sing as loud as possible. All right, hear the drums, view it. Come on.
everybody. So good to see you out there. We are actually having some technical problems, so we're not able to uh, broadcast to those at home. So thank you for being here today. It's too hot. Our camera is not working. <laughs> but uh, just for those that are here, you know, a couple of announcements. Uh, Bible study and uh, prayer on Tuesday and Wednesday night, 650. If you could join for us, that would be great. Um, join for us at 6.50 instead of at 7, so Pastor Charlie can help get you in on Zoom. Uh, also, you can, on normal Sundays, you can tune in to us on YouTube and on Facebook. Today, we're not able to broadcast because of the heat. It's just too hot. Um, and then also, but we are going to be recording the audio uh, and uploading it to our website uh, and to uh, the uh, Apple Podcast, so you can get it that way as well. Uh, lastly, I just wanted to share with you all, uh, there's a lot going on. We've been talking about registering to vote, but one thing I wanted to share with you, a, a number of you get the Decision Magazine subscription, um, and uh, it's really important that as believers, we're getting news from a biblical worldview. If we're getting news from secular uh, institutions, we're not gonna, it's going to impact our worldview, and we want to have a biblical worldview. Um, so I just want to encourage everyone, re read Decision Magazine. If you don't get the subscription, you can go online to decisionmagazine.com to read the articles. They're really great articles from a biblical worldview. You can also get your news on, uh, from CBN. Their, their news is cbn.com. It's C, Char C as in Charlie, B as in boy, N as in Nancy.com. You can like them on Facebook or Instagram, CBN, or you can like Franklin Graham on Instagram or Facebook, it's really important in a really good way. There's a lot of corruption and there's a lot of fake news going on out there and they're definitely not telling you what's going on from a biblical perspective. So if you're not tuning in to some Christian source for your news, you're not going to have a biblical worldview. Absolutely not. Um, so I just wanted to share that with you all um, as election season uh, gets hotter, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> um, but anyway, thank you all for being here. We really appreciate you all. We love you so much. Um, and Margaret's going to come up uh, with the children's sermon. She had a really great children's sermon um, and, uh, prepared for us all. Children of God, I am Commander Margaret speaking to you with joyful expectation as we continue to learn that God's plan in our life is treasure. Now, a few weeks ago, we learned that the Bible is our treasure map. So we read God's word so it can direct us in our lives. And as we grow and we learn, we explore God's world. And hopefully, you get excited about new adventures that you want to experience. Matthew 19, 26, Jesus said, with God. All things are possible. Say it with God. All things are possible. You know that, Jerry. Today, we will learn about an explorer who has guided and encouraged. He was guided and encouraged by the Holy Spirit to press forward. Super kids, once you have chosen to follow Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit can work abundantly in your life. As you step forward, 
But we just can't let negative thoughts or fear of failure pull us down. Right, Jerry? Now, check out the ship. It's a good thing that Christopher Columbus, the Italian explorer, didn't listen to the pirates of fear in his mind, or he'd never be known as one of the world's greatest explorers of all time. Christopher and his sailors sailed on his ships on paths across the ocean that no one had ever explored. Christopher Columbus was an exceptional man of God, and he wrote in his journal of his passionate desire to serve Christ and carry the light of the gospel to unreached people. Now, his plan, which he says was guided and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, was to find a new trade route to the Indies. Columbus faced obstacles, like needing ships to sail on the ocean, but he felt that Almighty God had opened up his mind to the fact that his plan could be possible. Now, Christopher Columbus went to the king and the queen of Spain, and they gave him three Spanish ships, the Nina, Pinta, and the Santa Maria. So, Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492. Say it. Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492. All right. Let's pretend, all you children, that we are sailors on one of Columbus's ships. Stand up. Step forward with one foot, all you children, and rock back and forth as the waves rock the ship. You can hold on to the rails if you need to. Get your telescope. A paper towel roll will do. The first mate yells, cast away your lines. Set your sails and pray for following winds. We'll be on the ocean for many months, men. Now, long ago, people thought that the earth was flat. So many sailors thought the ship was going to sail off the end of the world. They probably were scared. Columbus thought that the world was round, so his ship would sail around the world. We're still rocking, children. At long last, when the sailor high up in the crow's nest at the top of the main mast sees land, he yells, land ho! Columbus thought he was in India, but he surprisingly had discovered a new world, which he named after his navigator, Amerigo Vespucci. Furl the sails! Roll them and make them tight! Ahoy there, sailor! Throw out the anchor! We've arrived! Nosotros estamos aquí! Gloria a Dios! Glory to God. Whoa, that was fun. Sailors, you may disembark. Super kids, like Christopher Columbus, when you have God as your guide, you too can step out in faith, knowing that God will direct your path. 
Lord, thank you for the wonderful plan that you are working in each of our lives. Please continue to protect us and give us your wisdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Super kids, tune in today at 1230 to see Commander Lily. And next week I'll see you at 1230 here on Facebook slash New Heart for You. Or you can even go to YouTube and type in New Heart for Square Church in the search bar. God bless you. Praise the Lord. It's good to hear Commanda Margaret on the ship, yes. sailing. Any of you get seasick out there? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, it's good to see everyone on the lawn. Glory to God. God is good all the time. Today we're going to talk about three facets of our relationship with the Lord. And I want to tell you that God actually makes up the biggest difference in our relationship. He does it all for us. He saves us. He comes in and he helps us. He watches over us. He protects us. He causes us to do good. And then he calls us up to be with him forever in heaven. So let's pray. Father, I just thank you that as we come together today that you'll just open my mouth to speak the words that you want to speak to your people, that they'll be blessed, encouraged, and uh, enlightened to know all the wonderful things that you have in store for us. And we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. So the thing, uh, this is a three-part series. I'm going to talk about how God is with us, God is for us, and God is in us. Isn't that good news? Three important aspects in our relationship. Now, it's not make-believe. This is reality. This is a fact. This is the covenant that God has given to us, that he wants to be with us. He wants to spend time with us. You know, my wife is that way. She wants me to spend time with her. You know, just be in the same room. Just be in company. Isn't it nice to know if someone wants to be with you, wants to spend time with you? Now, it's good if it's somebody that you like, but it's not good with somebody that you don't like. You say, well, why do you want to be with me? Yeah, that's kind of creepy. But God wants to be with us, and he is all, our all in all. So the three points is God is with us, which it says in Matthew 28, verse 20, surely I am with you until the end of the age. He said, I want to be with you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. He said he's for us in Jeremiah 29, 11, says his plans for us are for good and not for evil, to give you a future and give you a hope. So he's for us. Because if God is for us, who can be against us? And then also, he's in us. What a marvelous thing that God Almighty, the God of all creation, said, I want to come on the inside of you and dwell with you. These are three very important, big aspects of our covenant with God. So we're going to look at these one at a time. The first uh, one we're going to look at is God is with us. So it's flattering if someone that really wants to be with us wants to spend time with us, like maybe the most popular girl on the campus or popular guy says, I want to hang out with you. Why? Because I just want to be with you. Isn't that nice? Now, in our day, if, you know, if a famous movie star or a television star wanted to be come to your house, that would be fabulous, wouldn't it? I know I had a, a famous football star that came to our house one time, Deacon Jones. I don't know if you ever... Remember him? He was a football player and big guy, and my friend uh, couldn't believe 
that Deacon Jones would actually come to our house. Even Alice Cooper, uh, I spent time with him. When you're with a star, that's fantastic, isn't it? And in our days, the Beatles, everybody wanted to know the Beatles. She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, or Elvis Presley. <laughs> I'm all shook up. <laughs> and, and so what it, would, what it would be if you had like the Queen of England said to you, why don't you come over and have a spot of tea with us, some tea and crumpets, uh, maybe something like that, to, to, uh, and come to Buckingham Palace. I've been to Buckingham Palace. It, I didn't realize this, but it's 100 yards long, like a football field, and almost 100 yards deep. And they got guards, and they've got uh, uh, gates to keep you out. But if you've got an invitation with the king or the queen, you can come right on in and have a banquet with him. But in Revelations 3.22... Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and I will sup with him and he with me. In other words, Jesus wants to come in and spend time with us. He wants to have an adventure with us. Isn't that exciting? He's with us. Amen? Now, uh, having God with us is pretty amazing because if God is with us, he cannot resist helping us. Is that not right? It's like having a superhero at your side. Wouldn't you like to have a superhero by your side? Like, what's your favorite superhero? Is it Superman? Is it Spider-Man? Is it Aquaman? How about God-Man? Yeah, God himself said, I'll hang with you. I'll be with you. I'll watch over you. It says in Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. See, this word Mighty God is uh, translated a champion or a hero that will be there to save you and, and pick you up and take care of you. God is with us. So we don't have to worry about situations. You know, my wife is very protective of me, and every time I go outside alone, even at night, she said, well, are you going to be okay? I said, Marianne, God is with me. Not, nothing's going to happen. And sometimes I have to come to the church like at 9 or 10 o'clock at night. She says, should I go with you to protect you? I go, I don't think so. Uh, I think God is going to protect me. And what could you do anyway? Just scream? I go, I can just call on William and Wilson over here on the side house. They can scream for me but I have trust and confidence in God. In fact, God is with us, and you can't even get away from him, even if you tried. In Psalms 139, it says, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the depths of the earth, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even your hand will lead me and your right hand will take hold of me. So you can't hide from God. You remember a guy named Jonah? He tried to run and hide from God. Do you remember the story? He ran. God told him to go to Nineveh. He went down to Tarshish. He said, I'm going to get on a ship, and I'm going to get into the sea, and God will never find me. But guess what? God shook up the sea and brought a big storm and caused the people on the boat to say, there's somebody in here that God is looking for. Let's draw lots and find out who it is. And lo and behold, it fell on Jonah. And Jonah said, yeah, it's me. Throw me overboard, 
and the sea will be calm. And they did. <laughs> they resisted at time, but they did because they knew that that's the way to calm the storm. Because when we get in disobedience, your, the storms of life come to you. And you have to what? pay the consequences. How many of you like paying consequences? I don't like paying consequences. And I was looking for a story about the one of the consequences I had to face. And I couldn't think of any except this one that I really didn't want to tell you about. But the Lord said, go ahead and tell it. Okay, I'll tell it. You know, I went to a, an all-boys school, and I found out at an all-boys school, you don't have the girls to watch you, so you just act crazy. And so we would just do all kinds of crazy things. But then when I got to my junior year, I said, you know what? I'm going to settle down. I'm going to try to get, do the best I can in my studies. I'm in honors class. They must think I'm, I'm smart, but I'm only getting A's and B's and C's. Let's see how good I can get if I really study and apply myself. So I did that. You know, I read the chapter before the, the teacher taught the lesson. You know, that helps, you know, to know what's going to happen before it happens. And when he's talking about it, it, it ministers to you. So I, I read the chapters ahead. I studied. I looked to, to my books, and I, I, I got good grades. I got three A's and three B's. I thought, oh, man, I'm on the roll. So my friend, who always gets me in trouble... I've told the stories before, and he says to me, you know, you did so good. You worked so hard. Let's celebrate. I go, okay, well, how do you want to do that? He goes, well, the dance is this Friday night. Why don't we just go drinking? And I, I'd never been drinking before. He said, yeah, let, let's, let's get some uh, whiskey and some alcohol, and, and, and we're just going to have a good time at the, par at the dance. I said, sounds good to me, but... Like I said, I never drank that way before. So we went to somebody's house, one of our friend's house, and her parents had, you know, a bar there. So we took some whiskey and we drank it. And, and, we got, and I said, do you feel anything? He said, no, I don't feel anything. I don't either. Well, let's go to another house. So we went to another friend's house. They had a bar. We had some whiskey shots. I go, I don't feel anything. Do you feel anything? No. Huh. Well, let's go to another house. So we went to another house and we drank some more whiskey and nothing. I go, man, this, this drinking is not what it's, you know, called out to be. And so we went to the dance. Everything was fine. All of a sudden, ba-boom, it hit me. And I was just, couldn't control myself. It was kind of staggering all over the place. They called me into the principal's office. He said, what are you doing, son? I go, I don't know. This is the first time I ever did this. And they said, didn't you know that we said uh, that if anybody was drinking at the dance, were they going to be expelled? I go, no, I didn't know about that. They go, well, you're a good kid, and if it was just you, we'd let you off the hook. But that friend of yours, that's Steve Burnett, he's, he's trouble. So if we kick him out, we got to kick you out. So we're not going to kick you out. We're just going to ask you, can you transfer to another school? I go, yeah, I guess so. So it was a sad day that day. But, you know, everything turned out good because then I went to a, a, a co-ed school and I realized guys don't act up when girls are in the class. They said, we're not going to look like a fool in front of these girls. <laughs> so I learned, to, uh, I learned a whole different life in a new school and it actually worked out better. But anyway, it's the consequences. You've got to be careful of the consequences that you face when you do things. You know, Adam learned about his consequences, right, when he went in the garden and he ate the, the uh, forbidden fruit. 
They got kicked out of the garden. Consequences. But God is with us even in the consequences. God is with us to help us. And so God is watching over us all the time. Back to Psalms 139. It says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being formed in secret and intricately and skillfully formed in the depths of the earth, your eyes have seen my unformed substance and in your book were written all the days that were appointed to me, yet as though there were not one of them. Can you believe this? Before we were even born, God was working out and had all of our days written in a book that we were supposed to fulfill in our lives. So our plans are already laid out there. So when people say, uh, how are you doing? I said, I'm just trying to fulfill the book. I'm just trying to do the book, follow the plan of God. The Bible says in Psalms 32, 8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. So all my life, I just knew God was with me. I just felt that God uh, was taking care of me. So I didn't worry about things as much. You know, a lot of times people worry, well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? All things work together for the good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Isn't that true? God guides us. God directs us. God is watching over us. And, and <laughs> it's funny, I learned this in a kind of a natural way. Uh, when I was in grade school, I also did some crazy things, and uh, I thought nobody knew about it. I thought nobody, my parents would never know. But as soon as I got home, as soon as I closed the door, my mom said, what did you do today at school? And I said, nothing. That's our usual answer, right? Nothing. And she said, well, you did this, this, and this. I go, how did you find out? She said, you see that uh, fence over there, that brick wall fence? I step up on that wall, and I can see all the way into the school and know what you're doing. Now, I knew that was impossible because it's five miles away. I go, I don't know how she could do that. But how, how could you deny that she knew exactly what I did? God was watching. Well, what I found out is she knew my friend's parents, and they told her before I even got home. But we have to know that we're going the right way, following in the footprints of the Lord. In the Scripture Isaiah 30, verse 21, it says, Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. Have you ever had that happen to you where you know you're walking in the wrong way? And God's trying to direct you and tell you to go the right way? Talk about going the wrong way when I was in college. So I got bad, bad situations in grade school, high school, now college. <laughs> I had a, a VW bug. You know those little VW bugs? And, and, and you could, you know, do a Brody with them. You can, you know, do uh, donuts uh, in the street. But so you, we wanted to take it where we were free, where we wouldn't be, you know, near any cars or anything. So we went into the parking lot at El Camino College, and we were doing our donuts. And then we saw, oh, man, there's a ramp up there with second-story uh, second, um, parking. I go, my friend says, let's go up there. I go, all right, let's go. So I gunned it, and I went up there, and all of a sudden, immediately stopped. And I saw this chain across my windshield. I go, like, what happened? Well, they knew kids like me would go up there. So they put a chain up there and stopped us immediately. Broke our window, you know, damaged our window posts. So I had to go to my dad and say, Dad, I know you can fix everything. Could you fix this for me? 
And he was able to do it. I didn't tell him I was being rambunctious. I just said, I don't know. They just put that chain there. I didn't see it. He goes, you got to be more careful, son. I go, okay, Dad. So God is watching over us. As ma- even if we make mistakes, God's there to help us and, and take care of us. I, we could have really got hurt. We didn't even have seatbelts in those days. But uh, we didn't hit our heads on the windows or anything. So uh, if you've ever had a situation where you know you're doing the wrong thing. God is with us, even when we're doing the wrong thing. The Bible says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your word and your staff, they comfort me. Praise God. Now, I'm going to end with a couple of scriptures here, hopefully to encourage you. In Zephaniah 3.17, are you ready for this? It says, The Lord your God in the midst of you. He's in the midst of us. He's the mighty one to save. He said he will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you in his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Does that sound like a God that's in touch with us, looking over us, watching over us, loving us, keeping his eye on us? Amen. And he says he wants us to rejoice with him. Yeah, that means to sing and dance while he's singing and dancing over us. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So it's not a time to be sad. I know we're in this uh, COVID-19 situation. You don't have to be sad. There, you got God with you. He, he'll fellowship with you. He'll dance with you. He's singing over you. Amen? It's a time for rejoicing in him and thanking him for all the goodness that he has for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We rejoice in you, Lord God, for you are God Almighty. And we thank you that, Lord, you've covered us with your love. You've covered us with your protection, your shield of faith. And I thank you, Lord God, that we love you with an everlasting love. Jesus said to, to us, I, or in, in, in Hebrews, it says, I will never leave you or forsake you. But let's look at that in the Amplified Version. Are you ready for this? Hold on to your, your seatbelts here. Out there in the parking lot, you know, hold on to your seatbelts. It says, for he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give up, nor leave you without support. I will not. I will not. I will not. Three times he says, that's emphasis. In any degree, leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down. Relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. Do we have anything to worry about if God is with us? No. He said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, some people will leave you when you do something wrong or things aren't working out for you. They, you can't find them anymore. You call them and they don't want to talk to you. What, what's the problem? I don't know. I just don't like you anymore. <laughs> so they don't actually say that, but they don't answer your phone calls. They don't respond back to you. They just, they just don't want to be with you or near you. But God's not that, not that way. As bad as you are, as bad as you're thinking at times, God said, I'm still with you. Amen? So not only is God with you, but he said, I can't stop thinking about you. What? He said, how precious are the thoughts to me, O God? How vast is the sum of them? If I could count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. What is he saying? He's saying God has never stopped thinking about you. He's always thinking about you. No matter what you're doing, what you're, where you're going, he said, I'm with you. I'm thinking. You know, when you wake up 
And you say, God, are you there? Yeah, I've been waiting for you to wake up. I've been thinking about you. You look so good. Amen? Amen. Well, that's good news. Praise God. I have one more scripture here. And it's an unbelievable scripture. In Isaiah 49, 16. He said, you know, in case I forget you, in case I forget about you, I've engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. Can you imagine that? God tattooed. He engraved his, your name in the palm of his hand. That way he can't forget you. You ever do that when you were younger and, and somebody gives you a phone number and you didn't want to lose it so you write it on your finger or in your hand? Anybody ever do that? Am I the only one that did that? You can't, you can't lose it. You can shake your hand all you want, but it's not going to go away. So God just put, looks, lifts up his hand and says, oh, yeah, yeah, Evangeline, how are you doing? I, I've been thinking about you. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Raina, God bless you. How are you doing on your school? Yeah, I've been thinking about you. Yeah, I'm with you, always, even until the end of time. Praise God. Amen. So I'm going to close with this thought. That today we want to put in our heart and know that God is with us. An ever-present help in time of trouble. Call upon me in the day of trouble and I will hear you and be with you and deliver you. Amen? You don't have to worry about this COVID thing. God is with you. He's with you. He's there to protect you. You have to be careful, but, you know, <laughs> you, you, you take all the precautions. But God said, I will protect you. I will tell you where to go. I'll guide you in the way that you're supposed to go. Amen? So let's pray. I'm going to pray over you right now. So, Father, I thank you for those that are here and those that are out there listen, listening to this on our audio, that you would be with them, that they would recognize that you love them with an everlasting love that your covenant is with us, that you said you'd never leave us or forsake us. You're the God of yesterday, today, and forever. And we thank you, Lord God, that we're in the clutches of your hands and no man can take them out because we belong to you. I thank you that you're with us wherever we go. I give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for it, that it become revelation in everyone's heart and mind. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now I want to reach out to those of you that may be listening and say, you know, I haven't accepted Jesus in my heart. I didn't know all those wonderful things can happen to me. So if that's you, I want to lead you in a prayer of salvation where you can be in the family of God, that you can rest and dwell with him forever and ever. And he said, I'll be with you forever and ever. So if that's you, just pray with me. Father God, I thank you for Jesus. He died on the cross. He paid the price for my sins. I thank you, Lord, that I'm forgiven. I can come to you and be uh, replenished in my spirit to receive you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Some of you may say, you know, I didn't realize that God is still with me, even in the things that I've done, even the places where I've gone, even uh, the situations that I've been in, that God has forgiven me, and I can come running back to him and be restored again. So if that's you, let's pray this prayer. Father God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you I haven't lived according to your word, but I know, Lord God, that you're with me. 
So I rededicate myself to you and to your work, and I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed any of those prayers for salvation or rededication, you can contact us on our website, newheartforyou.com. Press contact and put your information there. We can call you back and encourage you in the Lord. If you need prayer for healing or any other personal situations, you can call us at 626-332-1472. Leave a message and we'll get right back to you. So I thank you for coming and listening. I thank you that your days will be blessed. The next two weeks, we're going to talk about how God is for us. You don't want to miss that. And the finale, God is in us. Amen. We want to thank God for Connie, uh, who was in the uh, recovery. We've prayed for her, and we've seen such a miraculous turn of events. And uh, she had some, some bleeding in her, in her head that has been dissipated, and it's been a wonderful testimony. I talked to her, talked to her yesterday, and you know, I, the first uh, sign of it, they said, oh, we don't know what's going to happen, but now she's back in, in rehab, and God is moving on. She's a strong, young lady of the Lord. Amen? Amen. God bless you. All right, we're going to have Ron come and give us a joint. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for being here. We're going to close it out with a good song called Open Up the Heavens. Here we go. See you open up the floodgates.